lawyer talk off the record on the air at the 511 Studio C. For those of you following the series, we are now on part three of uh, what I'm going to call the vape series, for lack of a better thing to call it right now. Uh, Here again with us is our very own Jared and also John from Advanced Vapor. What's going on, Mighty Mighty Sellers? How you doing today? Doing Doing good good? about everybody else. And uh, we have, uh, just a recap, we touched a little bit on what was going on in the vape industry in the last couple of episodes, both uh, uh, medically and legally, and and, and, uh, how that fit into big tobacco. And, you know, it it sort of has, we expected to do this in one show. Uh, You know, we wanted to get this done in an hour. Uh, But it turns out it's now on hour three, and I think this is going to be it. Because what I've wanted to do now for a while, and we followed it, Jared, here on Lawyer Talk, uh, the vape uh, phenomenon, or not the vape phenomenon, forgive me, the CBD phenomenon and the marijuana. Vape, vape and CBD. Yeah, it's sort of keeps a, pulling back here to, uh, <laughs> to, from, from your office when it was Studio O yeah. to uh, Studio C. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, it's, that's interesting. We should probably tell the story really quickly is that when you first walked into my office, uh, you were, or not first, but it, when we first started this podcast, you walked into my office and we were recording up there in Studio O. I like that. I've not yet called it that, but that is Studio O. Uh, and you came in with questions about vape. I had, or CBD. Paper, I had, I had paperwork. I had uh, pamphlets. Yeah. I had uh, sales stuff. I had downloaded from uh, the company that was looking to see if I wanted to sell their product, their, uh, their own legal team. Had printed off uh, every reason why I should totally sell their drug. You know, it's interesting. I I knew nothing about CBD until that day, and even after that day, I realized I knew less than nothing because I, uh, if I knew what it was before that, I wasn't sure. And all I knew after that is, it just didn't feel right when you asked me. Is it? You, you showed all this information to me, and it, to me, well, I, I did show you a letter that I have right here. Yeah. And it was a concern of mine because I had caught, uh, contacted, and I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and drop their name. It's Hemp Lucid yeah. was the company. Um, they contacted me, and I talked to them, and no, it was, it was legal. This is not THC. It reads all of the guidelines, and they were going through with it. And uh, they gave me, you know, all their backing, you know, and they're on the web. You can buy it from them. So I'm thinking, well, this has got to be good. Now, this is a CBD supplier, and there are, just incidentally to step out for a second, there are lots and lots of CBD suppliers all over the place here, and they are there are even people on the retail level down here in Columbus even today, and recently there was a raid we talked about, but uh, that was just one of the CBD suppliers, and they wanted to you to sell their product in your shop. Correct. And uh, we did. We briefly, we had it in. I mean, it, everything looked legit. I'm looking through it, to my knowledge. Yeah. Well, then my knowledge started getting to where I thought I might need to seek some uh, legality help. And one of the things that, that got me to a shock was that on uh, January 22nd, 2018, what it was was a major crimes unit uh, went to a store and uh it has come to, and this is from the letter, to whom it may concern. It has come to my attention that a certain business within Fairfield County are selling products containing cannabinoidal, otherwise known as CBD, a Schedule One hallucinogenic su- substance, often in the form of gummy-style candy. Now, the purpose of this letter, I'm not going to read the whole thing, it goes through there, was that they came into the store, uh, they gave them this letter, which was a cease and desist, 
and they confiscated their product. Now, on this small little bottle, uh, John, what were we, like the 500 milligram, what was that like, a, was that 125 or was that what I was paying for it? Uh, probably close to what you were paying for it, but I think it did retail for about 125 and the thousands were closer to like 150 175 It's yeah. not cheap. It was close to $200, and the markup's not really heavy in it, which is one thing that but whenever I started talking to people is because we would get a lot of people that would come into our store. Do you have CBD? Do you have CBD? And, and they were hitting us for CBD. And we would usually send them to waterbeds and stuff. Yeah, and there was several places at the time that still we And they would ask it. us, they're like, is it any good? I was like, well, I, are there waterbeds any good? I mean, <laughs> I mean I, you're, you're going to have to ask you're, them. You're right? buying it from waterbeds and stuff, and they have more stuff than waterbeds. True. So, you know, we're looking into it. There's a demand. I have a retail store. People are looking for this product. So I, you know, started looking into it. And I always had a fear of snake oil products that are out there. I mean, how can you trust these companies? You know, what kind of research have they done? And we went through, and they seemed legitimate, and they had data for their research that they have done. But then I see that I get a notice here of some people that we know that has a vapes tour, and I sat down and we talked. And we even contacted the uh, the company and sat down on, on, the, on this conference call, me, Steve, Bill. I don't know if Bill was there. I don't know if Jeff was there. Wasn't he? Or was no, I think it was just. I think it was just the two of us. Um, but and then we had the owner of the company and their legal. Uh, yeah, here's here's what we learned. I, so I, I read the paperwork. First of all, the letter I read is essentially from a, a drug enforcement task force here in Ohio. The task force is a group of law enforcement folks whose job it is to go uh, enforce drug laws, and they had taken the position through the federal DEA position that CBD oil was in fact the same as marijuana. And at that point in time, marijuana was not lawful. They were calling it a scheduled drug, and you couldn't sell it, so they were putting these cease and desist letters, disseminating cease and desist letters. Uh, and then that I said, well, why do your folks think that you can do this? Or why, why are these suppliers saying you show me their information? And I looked at this stuff, and I've seen enough of this type of thing in my career to know a few things. First and foremost, I knew nothing about the legality of CBD oil, but my spidey sense was telling me um, – they were really working hard to tell us why it was legal. And if I had not heard anything in my world, in my trade world, so to speak, about CBD being lawful or unlawful, uh, and uh, there's all this other literature out there where they're making an argument that it is lawful, um, it led me to conclude there is probably more to this than meets the eye. Um, it's not like they were trying to convince us, or convince you rather, uh, oh, no, it's fine, you're allowed to do it. Our lawyers said so. And that was essentially the conversation we yeah. have with these guys. Nice guys. When I looked through it, it just sounded like a lot of defense of what you could do to, to defend yourself. And I said, I don't want to defend myself. Yeah, you've now, been in that jackpot before, right? And on that same day, there's a company called Columbus Botanical Depot. And the only thing they sold were CBD products. So, you know, I mean, it was a confusion of why is this store getting raided? And since this has happened lately, it, it happens every now and then. Sometimes they will go in. And so after we got done with our discussion, uh, Steve was, because I told him how much I had invested in the product, he said, here's my advice, sell what you have and uh, don't get any more. And he said, that's- well, I didn't even say sell what you had. You, well, said, well, you said that get as- Get rid of you, what you have. Get rid of, you said as, <laughs> as a friend, you said as a friend is in your attorney. Now, you, then you, you backed that up. Then you said, as, an, as your attorney, get rid of it. I called- the mighty, mighty sellers. <laughs> he answered the phone. 
I said, pack it up. Pack it up. Get it out of here. Because there's a lot that I didn't want to carry it because it puts us in a real predicament of people would come in. And, and here's the other thing, though. The people that were looking for it, it wasn't kids. No. It wasn't young people. It was elderly people. It was the majority of the people or somebody that had, you know, I mean, some kind of, of sickness or disease or, or, or chronic pain. And they would come in and ask us, and they'd be like, and we only we only had it on, on ourselves for, like, what, a week? I think it was, like, two weeks tops. Top, two weeks tops. Yeah. And I, you know, if somebody comes in, like, well, is this going to, because you got to remember, it was pricey. Mm-hmm. It's ex- this stuff's, it's, it's expensive. And they're like, well, is that going to cure my back pain? Well, and how, what do, you know what I mean? That, that kind of puts us as a retail salesman, you know what I mean, too. What? I'm not a doctor. I don't know your pain. I don't yeah. know anything about you. How do, I don't I don't know how this stuff actually works. If it works, we would have people that claimed it did. We had we had people that stopped because they call and they continue to call us today. Yep. And ask us today, when are we going to get it? Do you have it? Do you, they call? Do you have CBD products? We do not carry that. We do not have any of that. And when we did have for this two weeks, people knew the company. Some people that called in yeah. were willing to pay. I mean, what they paid at our store was the same price they paid online from the same company, and no shipping. So, and they could get it, you know, more readily available. Uh, so, well, I mean, look, and right now, if you want it in Columbus, Ohio, or in Fairfield County, you can go to Amazon. What's interesting is that on January twenty eighth, let me, I mean, we're going to take it aside, and then we're going to, I'm going to delve into some of the regulatory thing, and then I think John's got some info for us on exactly what the hell this stuff is, but. Um, here's a case in Mansfield, Ohio. We're talking Richland County, Ohio. Uh, a jury trial was, I don't know how this resolved, but a jury trial was scheduled to commence uh, on January 28th. And it, a, a man was charged with felony charges because he bought legally in a store, or he bought uh, CBD in a store. Um, now, he says he bought it to help his anxiety, and it turns out it was, it was uh, cannabis oil. Uh, it is not legal in Ohio, uh, and, and essentially what's going on is the legality of this stuff uh, does not get shoehorned in by uh, the same bill, 523, that made marijuana lawful. Uh, so it's gonna it, it's subject to all the same regulations. It's got to be dispensed by docs. You can't just go to a uh, waterbeds and stuff and buy it. You can't go to Walgreens and buy it. You can't go to a gas station and buy it. You can't have your little CBD oil parties in your house and uh, and sell it through a multi-level marketing. Uh, you can't go online, in theory, and have it shipped to Ohio retail or wholesale. You can't, you can't, you can't. Uh, and as this guy asked this gentleman up in uh, Richland County how well that worked for him. And I think there's this notion out there that there just won't be any enforcement because there's so many people doing it that we don't have to enforce it. And uh, I would say quite the opposite, particularly in the face of the marijuana legalization, at least for medical purposes, that will give uh, not only the impetus but also the structure for the government to start enforcing this stuff even more. Now, what we heard back to the table, uh, we had a conversation on speakerphone with these folks. They said, no, 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 our lawyers have studied this. They've done all the research and we're allowed to do this. Now, by the way, we have, we're covering, we're chewing up some ground we already chewed up here at Lawyer Talk, but let's just do it again for background purposes. Uh, they said, no, 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 no. Our, our lawyers have already done this. There's a federal bill that says you, that CBD is different, that we can do it. I thought, all right. Uh, and they said, you want to see the report our lawyers created? I was like, well, sure. 
and they they mailed or emailed us something, and it turned out it was a, a memoranda that they had prepared. These attorneys had prepared, uh, arguing why they believed that CBD was permitted under what was the then version of a farm bill out of the federal legislative process. And the farm bill was the key to everybody. So I... I, That was the old farm bill, not the new one that we've talked about. That was the old one, not the new one. So I rolled up my sleeves and did what I hate to do. I actually read law. By law, I mean like the actual statutory language. Now, you've seen statutes. It sucks reading that stuff. I mean, it's like a bunch of but fours and ifs and see this other section and and uh, you have to read the definitions and understand what that means and refer back and it bounces you around and it's a bunch of legal language that you were getting out books we were you were flipping through finding through reading through and 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 breaking down what they had given us and i not nowhere in the federal farm bill did i see any language that said cbd oil is legal and you are allowed in the state of ohio to sell it and you don't even you can not only sell it but you can sell it retail in your store no big deal um, I, and then I checked Ohio. I didn't find that language in anything at all. Uh, so it led me to dig a little deeper and conclude the following. They did what their financial interests wanted, or, or they were following their money nose, so to speak, because they really wanted it to be legal because they could make money selling it. And when they read the farm bill, uh, which in fact, admittedly, referenced CBD oil, but only, uh, actually, I can't even say that. It didn't reference CBD oil. It referenced, it referenced hemp plants and the production of hemp plants. Because really, I, I think we probably have one more premise we got to hit. Uh, the DEA in that enforcement letter that we talked about was equating uh, through their own administrative determination any hemp plant as well as any marijuana plant. They're the same. They put them in the same family. And in fact, from a scientific standpoint, they are the same family, I think, but different plants altogether. One would have THC or at least enough THC. The other would not. Uh, So, and we'll get back to that later with John here in a second. But what they were doing was saying, well, since the farm bill talked about CBD oil, then it therefore must be lawful to use it everywhere. I even talked to some folks around Ohio back in those days. Uh, that were sort of on the cutting edge of the marijuana legalization, uh, either medically or otherwise, around the country. And uh, they had the same drama and were pounding the crap out of it. I mean, I, it just went on and on and on. I was talking to this guy, and he just kept saying, no, nah, the farm bill makes it legal. You know, we can do that now. And I just looked at him, and I said, man, I read the farm bill, and maybe I didn't see all of it, but I thought I did. It started at A and ended at Z. I read it, and I, I maybe not every word, but I went through it all, and I didn't see anywhere where it's uh, – he said, oh, no, you can do it. The lawyers have said so. And I said, well, I'm a lawyer, and I'm not saying so. I'm certainly not telling my clients, go sell this stuff, because you're going to get one of these letters, and they're going to enforce it. We have a customer that came in about two weeks ago, and customers love, and strange people, just, I mean, they might not be regular customers, just just, just come in, maybe not, they want to talk CBD. They want to ask us questions. They're looking for information, and for some reason, they think that we should be, have the knowledge. Anyhow, I have a customer and he is a manager of a he's a warehouse manager and he came in and he was like man we've been busy at work we got to put up all this new area got a whole new new division coming in he's like do you guys carry cbd and we're like no no we don't care we started going into he's like well they got like these cbd infused coffees and a whole this is right here in columbus ohio that there is a warehouse 
that they are adding on in their storage and their distribution of large amounts of CBD product. So, you know, it's not only just these small retail stores. Right. There are warehouses that are going through on this, and we can look into Walgreens has just picked up where they're going to be carrying a whole line of CBD products. Yeah, and uh, CVS. And CVS. Yeah. Wow. And and now that came on the heels of something else, which we'll get to. But let's let's rewind a little bit back to the original farm bill that I read back in the day, back in 2018. We're probably mid-summer by then, by by the time we were really digging into this, or late spring. About a year ago, probably. No, it was it was uh, it, was, it was February. Yeah, but by the time we when we dug in with Taylor, when we did a, we did well, a full report. No, that was later. Yeah. Later, okay. All right, before that even, um, the farm bill addressed CBD and hemp plants and uh and thc and a good chunk of that had to do with whether those plants which were being grown for uh i guess study and scientific purposes could be covered under federal crop insurance laws in other words did they were they treated like other federal crops and then if so how and i guess implicitly in there it did in fact uh indicate that there is a limited circumstance whereby CBD and hemp plants and the like could be produced or grown and therefore produced, but it was all in the, under the under the hat of scientific study and research. It had there there was nothing in there about retail, and uh, in fact, I, I still think there is nothing in there about retail. We're going to get to that because it's changed a little bit, but uh, there was nothing there. So it, people did what they always do with their financial best interest in mind. They took that little scene that said, "Oh, the feds are talking about CBD, and they're allowing it, so we're just going to go." They drove a truck through it, and uh, and people started to do it. And I think that's what caused the DEA to say, "Wait a second, wait a second, uh, we consider this the same as a marijuana plant." And that was not without providence, meaning they had some basis to do it because even today, after the farm bill was revised back in December of 2018, uh, it still equates the two. It just defines CBD as uh, 0.3% of THC. So it, it, now they're saying, you know, look, you can have it a hemp plant. You can call it hemp all you want, uh, but we're going to treat it the same. We're just going to define a way or distinguish the two by how much THC is in it, not by what it is genetically necessarily, but uh, that's how they are defining it. And then, uh, so it's not like there's been anything specific either way, but at least now we have some framework from which uh, we can start to assess this. Uh, so everybody drives a truck through this. Everybody starts moving forward, and uh, they're selling stuff. Um, we got the guy in Richland County, gets charged with felonies. We had a, a shop down in uh, Grove City, raided. All the while here at Lawyer Talk, the uh, regular listeners knew full well that they weren't allowed to do it. So we, we've educated the public that don't do this, you'll get charged. And lo and behold, as always, we're right. People don't like the whenever I come through and, and speak the truth on this situation. Oh, they hate it because they're making they, money. They don't, they don't want to hear it. <clears throat> they want to they disagree with it. They don't want to hear it. And this comes down to just some stranger walking into the store, you know, and I, we don't. And we've always said we're not going to get in a battle with a customer or argue with them on there. We just, now it's pretty easy. We don't carry it. Yeah. Are you going to? No, we're, we're probably not going to pick it up. This is. Because we, you know, I mean, the last thing I want to do is engage with somebody off the street in, in right or wrong, what I believe, what they believe. We just, and, but we get, it's, it's a lot. And that has affected our industry. 
the way the CBD has come out because four or five years ago, not everybody was knocking on our doors looking for CBD. Now they are. Well, it's, you know, this is like anything, um, maybe not anything. This is a, this is a very common conversation. Just insert whatever uh, you want into it. It's like, can I do this? Uh, no. Well, so-and-so says I can. Yeah, but you still can't. Uh, but I want to do it. Yeah, you can't. It, you're not allowed to. Yeah, but, I mean, I should be able to do this. It's like, yeah, you should be able to. Well, then I can? No. <laughs> you know, you can't. <laughs> Uh, this is this, uh, and I think we all as humans, not all of us, a lot of people as humans, we sort of default to the should-be world and then conflate that with I'm allowed to world and uh, do it anyway. And uh, I think that is what sort of happened in this area. People are like, oh, I should be able to have this. It doesn't get me high, and uh, it's, you know, it's, it's perfectly uh, good for you in all these ways. It won't harm me, and uh, I should be allowed to do this, and why don't you sell it? You know, I, I did, other people are selling it. Some areas let the growth go. And then they started cracking down. In February 5th of this year in New York City, city officials ordered restaurants to stop adding CBD to its food products. Stores have already had their CBD consumables and more restrictions are to come. Now, now on that, there were numbers of places and restaurants and you could go and get a shot of CBD in your coffee. They're just adding it right to it. Yeah. So February 5th, they, they made an order for everybody to stop that. Uh, so, but they went for a long time, well over a year, just just selling it. So they're they've got to pick this product up from somebody. Oh yeah, I mean, it, you it, know, they're they're it, it is getting shipped in, it's getting it is getting moved around, and it just that leaves the open of the whole gray area that is going on in this, which is very confusing. It's it's no less or more confusing to me than the marijuana phenomenon. Um, we have. A federal government that says that you're not allowed to have marijuana. It's a crime. We have states all over the union now that say you can, and you can have it uh, for medical purposes in some states, uh, recreationally in other states, and they're treating it uh, just like any other sort of regulated commodity or regulated product. Uh, and all the while, the feds are sort of sitting on their hands doing nothing about it uh, for whatever political or, or legal reason they might have. And uh, CBD to me is is similar in that you've got the federal government, which has not permitted it, uh, no, at least not specifically until maybe we get to the farm bill. But even then, it's there's still hoops, or the latest farm bill, the latest version of the farm bill. Uh, and you've got states saying, well, yes, I can. No, I can't. Now, I think in, in some ways as I'm sitting here thinking about this, it's it, uh, on the one hand, you have the same uh, what I would call logical conflict of reasoning as you do with tobacco and vape you've got you've got this uh threat to get rid of all vape yet keep tobacco legal which is insane to me uh seeing as how one is a known carcinogen that kills thousands of people or millions of people and uh is responsible probably for most i'm, I'm guessing percentage-wise most of uh, our health our health care costs um maybe not even most but a ton uh, and then on the other hand, you got CBD oil, which or, or not CBD uh, vape, which isn't, you know. But we're going to get rid of one, but keep the other. And then now we've got CBD, which doesn't get you high. It doesn't, uh, it you know, it's, it doesn't do all the evils uh, like you saw in the old uh, '50s marijuana movie, 
Uh, it doesn't do any of that. Ohio has come out and said that they will provide CBD through their regulated dispensaries. Uh, Ohio has done that in response to what is now – well, they haven't done it yet. They haven't done it yet. There's a bill that's uh, passed one side, but the other side has to happen. Now that, that's a different bill. At one point when they first when, – when the farm bill came out, I was listening to NPR. It was local here, and they said that the state has – I'm not sure which board or commission it was – has said that yet the farm bill has legalized it, which it didn't. See, that was even wrong information there. In Ohio, we are going to abide by the later rules. Well, what happened is um, – well, for, before I get there, let me, let me just make this point. Um, it would seem on its face – that CBD ought to be an easier one than marijuana on its face because it doesn't get you high. But I think it's only easier if you're comparing it to medical marijuana, which has its own host of things. And I, I think eventually Ohio and all the other medical places will have to uh, just change it to recreational. And, and, and here's why. And this is, uh, you heard it here first on Lawyer Talk, the prediction of the host. Um if you take something and you call it medical, it immediately uh, comes with all sorts of other problems. What does it treat? How does it treat it? What is the scientific basis for it? What if it doesn't treat this? What if it treats this, but then I have this other side effect? What if it uh, causes me more harm than good? Think Hippocratic Oath. Uh, you know, first do no harm here, get high. Uh, what, you know, it's like all these things that I think bring, uh, into the picture or all these things are brought into the picture as soon as you call it for medical purposes. Uh, now you don't have that. If you just say, look, this is recreational, do it and get high, do whatever you want with it, but we're not going to sanction it as good for you in any way, shape or form. Uh, now that might be too, an oversimplified approach. And I appreciate those folks who just wanted to get marijuana in the door and legal. So you go the medical route because somehow that feels better. Uh, but look at all the other states that are switching to, uh, just pure recreational because you run into these issues. I think ultimately in Ohio will, it's like, I, I, what am I going to go to my family doc and say, man, my shoulder hurts. Can I get high? And he's going to look at me and like, well, look for the last 48 years of your life. The answer is no, but now we've got this revolutionary thing. You can get high and the pain will go away. I mean, I don't think they're going to say that. I think, and then what if I say, what are the side effects? And he's like, well, you're going to get high <laughs> and you may get hungry, you know, or whatever it's going to be. You know, I don't know. So it's like, it, it brings with all these problems. Imagine if we did that with alcohol. Um, we prescribed alcohol as a uh, they remedy. To, they used to do that. Well, they didn't prescribe it. They just said, look, give your kid, put a little whiskey on your kid's teeth when they're teething. Wasn't it during prohibition? There was uh, oh, you there might have, yeah. There was, yeah. yeah, you get a prescription okay. during prohibition. You're, you're right about that. Yeah, no, I, I thought you meant I, I wasn't thinking prohibition, but uh, yeah, al and it turns out alcohol is just not good for you, really, on any level. I mean, if you really get down to brass tacks, justify it however you want, alcohol is poisonous to our bodies and it's bad for you. I'm not saying that's true of pot, but why we, would we ever get there? Just call it what it is. It's a drug. It'll get you high and it's recreationally fun, or and it and or it may give you some medical benefit to whatever you think you have. And unless and until we actually get the federal government and or uh, private institutions or others to provide solid uh, peer-reviewed data about how medical marijuana really will help certain conditions, uh, we're not going to know. And I'm not saying I believe in big pharmacy. I'm not saying I believe in all this stuff. I think really the private companies are going to be the ones that do this. But fact is, I haven't read it. I haven't heard that 
yet that this is doing stuff that we can't do medically otherwise, and here and everybody's agreeing. Now, it may be true. I'm not denying it, but it, it's like now we have to go there if we call it medical. On the other hand, if we just say enjoy it, you're free to do what you want, as you should be in our country, as long as you don't hurt anybody else and uh, don't get caught being a jackass or driving or doing something else, then go smoke. Get very, very similar to supplements. I mean, if you go into Walmart, GFS, you know, any, any, any place that you go to, GFS, that was right <laughs> but CVS, three letters, Walgreens. No, G, what's uh, GNC. GNC, you're trying GNC, to say. That's yeah. So you can go in there, and none of that is approved by the FDA. The companies will all claim that if you have, you know, I mean, this zinc A, B, D mix, that it will do this for you. They yep. have their claims. So there's real no difference in that, and people do believe or they do get results from different things. And I do believe that there is a lot of, as far as medical treatment goes, there is a lot of semi-case studies. I don't know, who, you know I mean, where they're from. You can watch different out there. I do believe it, it helps. I, well, I, I believe that I can't is. say that it does. I can't say that it doesn't. So if we switch, <clears throat> if you switch, flip the coin now from marijuana to CBD, uh, I will say this. I, I, I've said for years, look, if, if I, I would love to use marijuana, except I get high. You know, it's like I, I don't want to walk around baked all the time. So it doesn't uh, it doesn't appeal to me for that reason. And maybe CBD then is just the right thing. Um, if, I mean, if it's going to relax you but not make you high. Uh, or uh, impaired in some way, maybe that is the trick, or if it's going to eliminate your pain without getting you high. And I, I used to joke when I didn't know enough about it, it's like, who would really want marijuana if you didn't get high? In other words, if you could get all the same benefits without getting high, would we really care if it were legal or illegal, and who would really want to push for it? And all the medical folks would just still be banging their drum, but I'd be saying, yeah, right. Yeah, it's like, you just want to get high and eat Doritos in your basement, which is cool, I don't care. But uh, on the other hand, now we have CBD, which is that product, or at least allegedly. And it brings with it a host of regulatory issues then. Because like you, somebody walks into Advanced Vapor and says, I want, you're selling it. We've already covered this a little bit. This is why I gave this background. Because they walk in, John, they say, oh, you got CBD. What's this going to do for my neck pain? Yeah, that's, that's really where it gets to a tricky situation, in my opinion. Because that's when you have to look at what CBD actually does. And that's a lot of things that a lot of people don't know. They're just like, oh, it's this miracle thing. It's basically like weed, but it doesn't get you high. Well, that is true. It doesn't get you high in the typical sense that THC does. However, we can't pretend that CBD isn't psychoactive. It is. Because a lot of uh, the reports that I've read, which I have sources for all this information too, uh, a big one I found was projectcbd.org. They were a really helpful organization. They were able to give you a lot of good information. The other one was the uh, National Library of Medicine. Their government-run website, hugest one that I've ever seen. They have a lot of good information, too. Um, CBD, what it does at its whole is it doesn't get you high, but it actually modifies your CB1 and CB2 receptors. Your CB1 and CB2 receptors are part of the endocannabinoid system, which almost every living creature on this planet has. It is a system solely for the processing of THC and other cannabinoids. THC will actually stimulate the CB1 and CB2 receptors, which gets you high. That's where you get that real nasty side effect that the FDA doesn't like seeing in medications. The CBD 
allows those receptors to actually work more effectively by changing their shape without actually stimulating them. So it does have some actually real interesting medical benefits for people who are already on medicinal marijuana. It can allow long-term users of that substance to get benefits from it without having to consume more of it. The same can be said with actually opioids and prescription painkillers. There's been nem uh, several studies which have proven that CBD usage allows uh, people who are taking painkillers to use less of it and get very similar results to a higher dosage. Um, so really, there is a lot of benefits to CBD that can be perceived pretty easily. The only one the FDA actually recognizes right now is ones for epileptic seizures. That then brings up all sorts of other questions. I mean, uh -huh. you cannot go into advanced vapor and buy opiates. You can't go into advanced vapor and buy uh, ephedrine or buy uh, claritin, cause I, I, let's pick one, or Adderall for ADHD, I suppose. Sure. Uh, those are regulated in a way uh, that would prevent that. And the problem with the CBD is people want to treat it differently, uh, one, because they're making a lot of money selling it, and two, because it's sort of this Wild West time. So, I mean, I couldn't make my own penicillin and sell it right. at Advanced Vapor, even though I, w I would be perfectly capable, I, I suppose, with the right um, uh, internet reading and Google search yeah. to make it out of mold or whatever the hell you make it out of in your basement. But I'm not allowed to do that because it is designed for different purposes. Now, where does CBD fit into that? And uh, before we even get to the marijuana problem, it's like, where do you fit this in? I mean, it's like at least marijuana, they, they're saying you got to have some sort of prescription or what do they call it? Not a prescription. Recommendation. A recommendation. recommendation. Uh, but with CBD, I guess I look at it this way. Marijuana, we're saying it's for medical purposes, which to me is an incremental step through the door to get everybody uh, to get to recreational use. CBD really has no recreational purpose. It is actually what they're trying to say marijuana is. I mean, it is actually uh, got some medical benefits that are designed or by its design would normally fit into like a like a under the DEA and or um, um, FDA. And, and the basic regulatory scheme for prescription drugs. So the, it, to say that uh, we ought to just be able to do it wholesale, uh, I think is going to be a stretch, yet that's what people are doing right now. Now, this has happened before, right? It, it happens with, uh, like you said, Jared, supplements. Mm -hmm. People come out with stuff all the time. That I remember when they had ephedrine and all sorts of stuff and like rip fuel and these drugs you take. Well, what, what were they? They were speed. I mean, it was, yeah. it was helping people lose weight and get better workouts, or they were full of steroids. Uh, that just yet had yet to be recognized. And I, I'm not saying that this is going in this direction, but it, it seems to me the more people push on this and, and knock on this door, uh, the more regulation you're going to get, which really means before that, the more studies you're going to see. And I think, one, we will see all sorts of proven uh, benefits to CBD. Um, I think we will. Uh, two, we will need to then start controlling uh, how it's produced and how it's distributed and how it's ingested to get a controlled a controlled impact or, or, or like, it, I mean, how am I going to say this? If I do a study on the benefit of a drug, it has to be very controlled. I, you have to get a certain dose of a certain type at a certain time, and then we can get certain results. Now, if I just say, here, try this CBD, and it's different than the one that Jared gave me earlier, and you're going to buy another one over in Grove City or another one in Richland County, 
or maybe one that's sold at a truck stop that is ten dollars versus the one that's fifty. Right. You know, it's like you don't know what you're getting. So there really you can't. There's no way Advanced Vapor uh, employees can say yes. This is great for your neck. And that is 100% correct, at least in my way, as or at least how I felt about it being a salesman. Being in that brief period of time where we did sell it, I just didn't entirely feel comfortable going from that salesman to consultant relationship that you eventually would have. Because I know how to sell vapes, I can sell the hardware, I can sell any of that stuff, no problem. But I never felt comfortable being like, yes, this will definitely help your back pain, or it will help your neck pain, or it will not give you anxiety. Now, how do we compare that then, Jared, to like the GNC folks who would say, oh, yeah, you want to have a little supplement for the morning, take this, and then at night after your workout, take that. Me and John have a heart. And and a lot of these people that were coming in to buy this, you could tell that they may be on a fixed income. Yeah. And they would they're looking for results and about to hand you one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. You know, that's that's a lot of money to take on a gamble. And then let's say that they didn't feel that they got the the product didn't do what they wanted it to do. So then what are they going to do? Come back, Mm -hmm. you know, and and be mad at me and be upset that, that we did it. But the growth in it, I mean, and then we'd talked before, you know, in, in other, the last episode there about the, the jewels and the jewel pods and everything like that. And that's called a cartridge, yep. a little refillable there. So it's showing right now that there is a 400% increase in the sales between 2015 and 2016 of retailers that keep up with the change in demands on, on CBD products. Well, it's gone up since then from 2016 to 2017 from the 400% to another 800% sales increase. So that means that just through the street or people knowing and talking, Shorty came home the other day and she had uh, gone had lunch with a friend of hers that's a registered nurse. And uh, she's uh, got a, you know, a young child and she had stated that after the birth that she was going through some postpartum depression mm-hmm. and uh, she had some anxiety. And she went to her doctor and he suggested you know, some antidepressant meds, and she didn't want to take them. So she said she did her own research into the CBD, and she's found a product, making sure that it, you know, 0.03% of any THC, because the last thing she wants to do is to fail a drug test for her job. (laughs) Yeah. She said, though, that it has released her anxiety, it has helped with her stress, and and she is feeling benefits from, from taking it. And once again, you know, so she, she wanted, she was like, well, I was thinking about Jared because I've been, I've been using these CBDs. And once again, they're thinking about me because of the store I own, which a lot of people think about us when they're looking for answers or need help or or have questions. As as you do with any good, look, this is the, you're making the case for brick and mortar stores. I mean, these are, these are, yours is one of those where you, the retailers themselves can provide a lot of helpful insight in the product and some knowledge and expertise on what it is. And uh, when you when you conflate that in a CBD realm, uh, I think it puts everybody a little bit on an uncomfortable platform as to what you can advise and what you can't advise. And the more advice you get, it starts to feel like the advice. What our phone conversation, right? It's like, oh, it's great for you. It'll cure that. It'll do this for you. We're telling our people, blah 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 blah, right? And what I'm hearing is, yeah, you're selling a shit ton of it and making a lot of money. Great. Now, what does it really do? And is it really legal? Um, all right. So, quick history. In 2014, uh, there was a farm bill, and one of the goals of the farm bill was to generate and protect research into hemp, so it was included, right? So the hemp plant was included. Federal government, I think, was starting to realize, hey, look, we've got uh, this hemp plant out there. It's got some value. What can we do with it? So they, they, they started to say, all right, 
well, let's at least do some research here and figure it out. That's the farm bill everybody was talking about. And it it, it basically recognized uh, the hemp plant as potentially a good thing, uh, recognized that there might in the future be some marketing for it, but it didn't go nearly as far as everybody said. So now in 2018, we talked about this on our show too, they came back to hemp. And uh, they extended it even farther. Uh, they were start, They extended the crop insurance and everything. They did all that, and they started to recognize it more as a mainstream crop that farmers could grow. But they didn't just wholesale tell everybody they can they can do whatever they want with it and sell it wherever they want. It, it, in fact, it did uh, probably a lot less than what everybody thinks. So it, it is not the situation right now because of the 2018 Farm Bill that we can sell it. Um, and it's, uh, but it's getting farther. Now, the question is, um, it, well, it, and it's also true that under, it was actually Section 12619 of the Farm Bill removed hemp-derived products from the Schedule One status under the Controlled Substances Act, um, but it did not legalize CBD generally, and that's where everybody made the mistake. Um, and, and, you know, generally CBD remains uh, unlawful, in Ohio, there is a bill that was presented to, uh, in fact, we have that right here, right, guys? We have it. In Ohio, there was a bill, sub, uh, Senate Bill number 57 that recently passed, um, and that was to create a regulatory structure for CBD, which is awesome. Uh, and the Farm Bill paved the way for that because what the federal Farm Bill did was basically say, states can start creating their own regulatory scheme. And if they don't have the regulatory scheme, they can use a federal regulatory scheme. Uh, but it is far from lawful wholesale. And in Ohio, even until d- December-ish after the Farm Bill, we had this weird juxtaposition where we could have pot but not not uh, CBD or hemp. Uh, and now it seems like that could be changing. So it'll be interesting to see how all this goes as we move forward with uh, the regulatory scheme on it. But I bet... I bet, like anything else, the government's going to get involved, and it's going to take away uh, the profit, in, in, or at least limit uh, the the availability of the profit on the retail side. Now, that's your guys' area more than mine, but you know, you're, it, it seems to me that there's going to be a situation where if the if it's legal in Ohio, I ain't going to be able to sell it in my living room, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, and then right now, the way the market is and the way today is, there's a lot of opportunities out there for somebody that, let's say they've been using CBDs and they believe in the product and they have a passion for it. And that's what you need. You need to believe and have passion if you ever want to be an entrepreneur. And let's say there's, they get handed something down to the multi-level marketing. And they're like, this is something I can do in my side time. I can sign people up. We get a great discount. We get it shipped to us, which is here. And then, you know, it's just, I find it to where I get put in situations that I'm right now just turning down and walking away from. But I've showed you, and I've I've got an email right here that uh, it it comes out here to uh, create your own custom CBD brand. I can pick my bottle, my bottle color, and I can click down here in the strength 250, 500, different flavors. Option one is uh, your logo with uh, warnings and the product information. Option two is select from a design that they have already made. So I can white label. There's companies right here that will give me a price here for the 250 milligram, 30 mil bottle and 500 and the tinctures. And all I have to do is contact with them. They'll bottle it for me. 
I can put my own name on it there. I can have the Mighty Mighty Sellers CBD program <laughs> if I want to do that. Um, you know, so what if there's store owners or people that can actually buy into and they hear on the news and they hear the talk on the streets that it's legal and, oh, it's all fine and it's good, and then they get this message or they go through with it with me, and then it's, once again, it's not cheap. You invest no. into that with the, the chance that the that – what, and then that's what it comes down to the, the the groups that get together and what are the local authorities or officials going to do because they're still raiding stores in central Ohio and uh, the CBD store Columbus Botanical Depot is still open up and running well here's what's interesting you, you've got all those offers and all those create your own brand let me let me just uh, summarize a few things for you the, the farm bill ensures that any uh, cannabinoid uh, or set of compounds found in the cannabis plant that is derived from hemp will be legal if and only if that hemp is produced in a manner uh, that is consistent with the farm bill. In other words, you got to follow the regulations, and they're very limited on who can do it, how it can be done, and it's got to be done in. Um, uh, well, let me just keep going here. So it's got to be. Uh, it's got to follow the farm bill. It's got to follow associated federal regs, association of state regulations, and uh, by licensed grower. Uh, all other can cannabinoids produced in any other setting remain a Schedule One controlled substance under federal law, and they're thus really illegal if you're going to get technical about it. There's one exception I found. Um, there is a pharmaceutical-grade CBD, John, maybe you, you ran into this, I don't know, a CBD-grade uh, product that has been approved by the FDA. Mm -hmm. uh, that includes one drug. It's called uh, G. It's called Epidiolex? Yes. And what does that do? So Epidiolex is, from the research that I found, has been prescribed for, I believe, sl what is it, like, it's uh, sleeping disorders. I believe it has proven to help people sleep because it allows the brain receptors or the receptors in your brain to receive more serotonin, I believe, which helps put you to sleep. Um because that's ultimately what CBD does on a chemical level. It actually just allows your receptors and a lot of the brain to just work more efficiently, which is why you can have those anti-stress, you know, uh, benefits from it. Because when you're stressed, your body produces a certain chemical. Uh, <clears throat> overloads of it cause you to have anxiety issues. But the CBD allows those receptors to run at an optimal rate so your body doesn't have to produce that much. And, you know, so that stuff is already being prescribed. Correct. Uh, and the interesting part of that is people are looking for that same benefit on the from the hemp that you can put advanced vapors label on if you wanted to, right? I mean, that's what's fascinating by this. Yeah. And, and I just can't accept, uh, look, I'm not taking a position on whether I agree or don't agree with this. In fact, in many ways, I, I probably don't. But I can't accept that the federal government is going to permit that to happen ultimately. You know, it's just like there is no, no way if you've got – uh, this stuff being used already in a, in a prescribed manner that we're just going to let everybody make it and sell it and profit on it uh, in any way they can. And maybe this might be the one time that I, that I would be okay or not one time, but this is, <clears throat> you get in this area where perhaps some regulation here wouldn't be so bad because um, you don't know what the hell you're buying, right? You, you don't know what you're getting. We and need health inspectors. Yeah. We, we need, we need regular inspections of things that we're going to consume. A lot of the companies that are producing and manufacturing these CBD products, the edibles and the vapes, they are located in Colorado mm -hmm. is where the majority of them are. So here's, here's a little something about transportation and getting product. Because uh, a large amount, which is odd, I do believe it's Oregon and some other states are actually grow, have more CBD hemp farms 
and in Colorado has more of the THC marijuana farms. So on February 11th of this year, there's uh, court hearings ensue over 7,000 pounds of industrial hemp seized by the Ohio- Idaho State Police. The shipment was on its way to Colorado when it ran into issues. Even though industrial hemp is legal at federal level, state laws are making things confusing even for lawmakers. Idaho has some of the strictest CBD regulations, making it virtually impossible to possess or sell the CBD in the state. So, they, you know, they've pushed down on it. And once again, there was a hemp growing facility. There was a hemp farm in Idaho, which if they're cracking down on there, some way had some testing or some somehow they were able to grow it. But as they were transporting it to Colorado, because that is where it's going to be extracted, that's where it's sure. going to be made. They need the hemp. They don't, you know, mean, and so it's getting shipped up there. So it was grown in Idaho, going to be shipped to Colorado to be made, and it's being seized, and everybody's confused from lawmakers to law officials, you know, enforcement. Yeah. Well, we're going we're gonna to get into a situation. So Ohio, uh, as we said, it, it passed the Senate 30 to nothing. Um, so it, it's coming in Ohio. And then the question is, how is it going to be regulated and sold? Uh, I think it's eventually going to be treated like medical marijuana, and uh, at least in, uh, uh, temporarily, at least as, at the start of it. And I think that's how it's going to end up happening. Uh, otherwise, you end up in a situation where uh, your employees over at Advanced Vapor are going to be offering nothing short of medical advice, right? I mean, that, that's really what, if it, if it is a product yeah. that is designed medically to address uh, medical issues, then, uh, or intended legally, I guess, to address medical issues, then how on earth can somebody sell that who doesn't have the medical credentials to offer that advice? I'm not saying they're not capable of doing it by studying, reading, and learning, but uh, you're you're imposing you're you're sort of uh, imposing upon the uh, purview of other licensed professionals who do that now, and uh, I just can't see that happening. People that were paying attention and following the Ohio medical marijuana growth and the rules and regulations that were coming down, you know, bit by bit through the news and the media, you would hear when they were coming with the, the, the rules and regulations. A lot of people that had to sign off, it's like 99 signatures, had to go through it, he pushed this forward. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't, you don't smoke medicine, is the way a lot of people looked at it. So when Ohio wrote it out, they said, we will provide it, but you can only vape it or eat it. Mm-hmm. So, and that was in the news and going out a lot. So, vape, vape, vape. That word kept coming out. That is where a large amount of attraction and drawn, especially in Ohio, drew people to our store. When they were told on the news and media or what they've heard through people is that, well, you can only vape it. Now, right now, they're only selling flower product. You're supposed to only vape it, which there are vaporizers that you can put the green herb in. It does mm-hmm. not burn them. You do, they do not combust. They just go up to a temperature to where it releases the the THC and CBD out of it. Um, so that is one thing that 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 drew a lot of people to us. And then now also we've had people come into our store with their medical marijuana card in Ohio, looking for vape devices to process what they are able to get from the dispensaries. So they're not they don't need anything for any liquid cartridges. They don't need they need something that can vaporize a flowered substance once again now here we are again in another situation yeah because before that even though totally legal for you know whatever usage you want to use it to we can sell the product it just gets into which cus- 
that that uh, well imagine this so you came to my office years and years not not the podcast time but years ago and you're like oh, i think i'm gonna get into the vape business i'm like oh that's interesting that's uh tobacco and wh- what is that i learned about it it's got uh, all right so it's nicotine it's all the stuff we talked about and i thought that's probably a good business to get into and the one uh, many things came up that day one thing that didn't is vaping pot or no. cbd and certainly not selling those in a vape store that was never yeah. on the the business plan yeah that I was mean, never written in there that was not never anything i discussed or thought about when i opened the store and i remember the first time i saw somebody actually a uh, vape marijuana it was they did it unlawfully but i i watched somebody do, i was like what are you doing he's like well this is pot this is like he's like i'm gonna get high and he's doing and like I'd never, I, it was all new to me, right? I mean, I knew, I, maybe I knew a little bit about it, but that, and now that has become the preferred way of doing anything. So it's like you've got, and you guys sell it. You're on the front lines of selling that stuff to make that happen for all those dudes who want to use it for whatever purpose they can. And who knows, maybe that will become, like you said, you don't smoke medicine, but maybe we'll start vaping things like uh uh, the other or some of the other over-the-counter drugs. I, I mean, well, it's a great do, delivery you do, system. You do vape medicine. Yeah, I mean there are deliveries on that, John, and you know some of them. Yeah, there's a handful of uh, methods that use vaporization. Really popular ones are COPD asthma treatments. Albuterol is extremely commonly used in vaporizers, uh, known as nebulizer machines. Yep. And that is, I think, hands down the most common way to access a vaporized medicine: inhalers and albuterol. Yeah, and why not more? Since we've got this, te- yeah. it's it's here's what's great. Here's what I love about our country, right? It's like the uh, the technology is driven by the capitalism. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, you get people who uh, the technology here was is advancing because people are using it to uh, vape uh, nicotine, um, and now we're going to start using it for medicinal purposes and other things. And it's going to everybody's got one in their pocket. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting. So ultimately, I think I'm. What are we looking at here? Well, I've, I've brought in a catalog that has been shipped to me, a product that I can purchase, and it's it's full of uh, vaporizers. Uh, majority like a coffee these, maker. This this right here looks like a coffee maker. Now, what it is is an actual extraction machine. I'm looking at a Levo One. So on that, let's say that you did not want to smoke or you wanted to get the extract. There's companies right here that you can buy. It looks like a coffee machine. Yeah, you put your butt in there. Looks like Mister Fusion from, yes. from Back to the Future. <laughs> That's it, and it takes you back in time to where it runs out into a tray right here, and you can make your butter through the machine. You can make different oils through the machines, or you can get direct extracts from the machines. So I get this machine. So walk me through this. I get this machine. I got a bag of pot. I dump. I don't it in really there know somewhere. how this machine works. To and, be honest with you, I don't. Once again, these are just products and, and catalogs are getting sent to me that they're like, you should put this in your store. You probably should. Well, so I mean, you know, I mean, on it here, but yeah, to to go along with what your questions are here, it's you know, it's it's developed to take the straining out and long wait times of the infusion process. It also offers home chef the flexibilities to make small batches of oils. Chef, I right? Like that. Yeah. Um, you know, you incorporate the uh, gentle infusion method, uh, meaning your ingredients will not get aggregated dishwash safe components <laughs> make up clean and easy a breeze you know what this is this is uh this is going to this, this is eventually puts out puts out a business the create your own brand of uh liquid folks because well, people are going to be doing it at home yeah and i actually think that's really cool the fact that 
Because I know for a lot of people, especially, you know, where medicinal marijuana is legal and prescribed, the only place you can really get your edibles from would be a dispensary, or even if you're permitted to make them in your own home, that makes it more accessible for people who can't make it out to dispensaries and they have the prescriptions. Well, I, suppose, I think it's yeah. really cool. I mean, if you've got uh, pot plants in your garden yeah. and uh, you want to make your own butter, you can do that now. So, And it looks like... Pretty easy from the looks of it. Yeah, it does not look like it's a difficult thing to use. So it's like it's a Mr. Coffee is what yeah, that is. That's and, pretty neat. Um, then again, it could be you know it's something from Ronco too that you're getting. You know what I mean? <laughs> Set it and forget it. And once you get it and start using it, it doesn't really come through and work yeah. that well for you. Well, look, man, you know, I use I, my I mean, magic. I, I don't know how it goes. No, that's I use my cool magic though. pot. Yeah, you're down with it all the time. I I, I, I cook uh, cook a pork shoulder, and I'm not supposed to tell you. No, I cook pork shoulder in there uh, quite a, oft, quite often, but. Uh, yeah, there's no reason I wouldn't buy one of these if I were into this. I'd buy my own little Mr. Fusion and uh, make my own vape. But there's been reports that have come out that uh, the, you know, per prescription medicine companies do not enjoy is that starting out, this is a number of years ago, I was reading through it, to where the sales of opiates and the sales of, like, Xanax and the sales of, and, and in this report that read, a Bloomberg report that this, you know, document got leaked out. And uh, they were very upset about the decrease of sales in Narcan, mainly like starting off in, in Seattle and Washington. Jeez. They were like, since they have legalized weed, we are the cops are not because, you know, I mean, they all have to carry the Narcan. Yeah. And there's they their their amount of overdoses have dropped. How unfortunate. So they were their sales are down because people are not overdosing. And they're saying that this is one big reason that our sales are down on all of our opiates and our antidepressants and our Narcan is because of that evil weed. That, yeah. evil, that evil weed is there and people are not getting addicted to our drugs and they're not just, they're not, they're not overdosing on our drugs. So a drug that we can give them can, can double down on it. <laughs> And it's just... Well, here's the holy grail, right? You're going to have, and it may very well be the CBD products. If you, if people... Uh, at first, I always think there's going to be a class of people who just want to get high. I mean... Sure. Look, Absolutely. They, they, they're just going to find that enjoyable. Secondly, uh, there's probably a class of people that want the benefit of the, the CBD oil or the, uh, the marijuana without getting high. Or at least some uh, a better control over that, and that that is going to be the CBD, and that may be the holy grail, and it also very well may be the death knell to a lot of people who want to make money on this stuff. Because as soon as you do that, now it's a uh, now it's a pharmaceutical, mm -hmm. and now it's going to get prescribed. Now it's going to fall into that class and category of things. So it's like sort of be careful what you wished for, because you may get it. You may get legalized. Uh, CBD, but if you're wishing that because you want to create a retail store or an outlet to dispense it and sell it, uh, you're probably not going to get that. If you wanted right. uh, completely legalized marijuana, you wanted that because you wanted to make money on it and or just get high. So if you want to get high, that's you can probably still do that. It probably costs more. Uh -huh. uh, and if you want to sell it, I'm going to guess it's going to be uh, a regulatory problem that uh, you're going to be back in the same boat. You can still sell it, albeit unlawfully, on the general market. I brought in today some uh, industry bait magazines that I get. Uh, there's nice articles in them, a lot of them full of ads of things that I should purchase. I like this one. Get lit with every drop. <laughs> get lit with every drop. Hemp drops. Hemp. Premier drop. hemp-infused liquid. Right next to it, we got Kush drops. These don't. It's funny because, and, look, if it's really a medical drug, these don't look like they're marketed as medical correct. drugs. Correct. Right? <laughs> they do not at all. I mean, here, here's one for you right here. Oh, this is a gummy bear. This ah, is a nice yes. one. It says... 
chill CBD gummies in your store. It's like a gummy. They got like a gummy bear bank. with a bank. Like Hundred dollars so sticking out. Right, so money this is great. In the bank. Yeah, this is a gummy bear with what I thought was eating a $100 bill, but no, it's just oh, stuck no. into a slot that is designed <laughs> to be like a piggy bank, a gummy bear bank. So chill CBD gummies in your store, it's like money in the bank. Money in the bank. Now, yeah. on that, when we used to get these, there was new products that would be coming out, new liquids that are coming out, new hardware, things to go through on that. Now we get these magazines, and they are f- filled up. And this here's another one right here, which was Smoke and Vape, which is a you know business solutions an industry magazine, and it wasn't just for vape. It was for like you know smoke shops and vape shops and water beds and stuff shops. Sort of like and, cigar aficionado. You know, yeah. So now right here, and this is this is the latest issue, the magic world of CBD for the world's most popular vape pen, and we've talked about the world's most popular vape pen. We have. Which uh, I don't. I, we just got uh, old uh, Brett emailed me and uh, and and Steve the other day about an article there on the jewel. No, he had sent that a oh, while back, and I was cleaning out all my uh, old emails and categorizing. And I, I ran across that and read it again. I was like, that's funny because he sent that like two months ago, three months ago. And so when we get onto this here, once again here, another another ad here, light up. I mean, this looks like space dust ads, you know, or the old candy ads. I mean, <laughs> so right here, light up sales with. All new jewel compatible vape pods from Diamond CBD. It's the CBD product customers have been waiting for. The CBD vape pods ready to use CBD pods made from the compatible with everyone's favorite vaping device, the jewel. So they have, you know, with the great things we have in China and how they rip everybody off. And uh, I mean, because we buy, we have, because the Jewel, we've talked about it. We yep. have, I don't carry their pods. I compare a compatible pod, a pod that will work within their device. So here's another company that has said everybody has got a Jewel in their pocket and the amount of sales and they have increased and they're going around to where they now have their CBD pods here. Jewel compatible makes Diamond CBD vape pods delicious, breezy, and easy to enjoy. Oh, now I was going to ask you about this. What's interesting to me is how does uh, Big Tobacco fit into this? Uh, Because it just so happens that they are sort of uh, grooming the Jewel to be the uh, vehicle to smoke vape or to vape uh, nicotine. And it just so happens that all this stuff is now getting produced for the Jewel. Is that really what's going on? That's what's going on right here. I mean, I've, this is this is a whole company right here that have built a pod. Now it's not Jules; it's not their no. pod. Compatible. They they built one that is compatible that will fit into it. I mean, you get that all the time. Knockoffs. It's sort of like you know the I mean? old IBM computers. Remember that? It's like <laughs> there's this big. I don't, when I, I remember as a kid, you had IBM computers and you had apples. Yep. And the IBM folks were cool with, I don't know if they were cool with it, but they didn't stop people cloning their operating system and their software and all this stuff. So you ended up with like all these other brands that yep. were making like their Compact same stuff. Or whatever and, is that? Is that yeah, whatever. like Comp, that was a little bit Compact. before Yeah, that was similar. But uh, you had a lot of other just like almost fly-by-night brands that were just cloning IBM software and rebranding it as their own. Yeah, they were trying to, they, they figured out what it was doing. And, yep. and, and IBM let that happen because they, were, they figured they could make money elsewhere. And then, of course, that paved the way for uh, Microsoft to uh, yep. take, take the whole market share. <laughs> and then the Apple folks would not let anybody do it. It was proprietary still to this day, right? Correct. You can't modify or really clone their operating system or iOS at all. Yeah. And what, what these guys are doing is, is writing software for a 
specific product because they know it's going to get used. This yep. is Bill Gates right here. Mm-hmm. Well, and for a while there, they would, if you got a CBD product, maybe it came in a kit and there would be some CBD pods that would be made for that device. Well, these guys here, they're like, there's so many of these jewel devices just flowing around the country right now. Let's not make the device. Let's just get a pod that fits for them. And the pod that they're using looks like it comes from the same company yeah, I was gonna say, that, that, we, that we get ours from. Because people come in and they would ask for jewels, and we would say, we don't have the jewel pod, but we have a jewel-compatible pod, and yep. we sell liquid that you can refill it. Because the jewel pods aren't refillable, ours are refillable. So they filled these up here, and right now they're marketing out to us. But I, I, I should look through and pull up some old magazines, you know I mean, and, and, and literature that I would get. Because it just, I remember then it would slow in, and as, as I flip through this, is that like, here's another page right here. A new, a new wave of alternative treatments is taken off. 100% natural CBD. And this is uh, Meds Biotech. Now, so they also, had, and then when we were with Hemp Lucid, I got an email. They got a new product out, and it was called the First Responder CBD. So you would sell to firefighters, police, hmm. anybody that was that was afraid that, that this might affect and, and they would fail a drug test. If they use the, the first responders, it is a guarantee that you are that you cannot do it. There's two weeks we sold it. We had a regular customer and he works at Anheuser Busch. Mm-hmm. And he's a great guy and, and he's he's been doing his own research on C B D and he came in and he said, Hey man, if I but I he likes his job. <laughs> he does not want to lose his job. He's like, so if I take this, would I, would I fail a drug test? And I said this, I can't give you an honest answer, but my answer would be this, don't do it, bro. Don't yeah. do, you, you know what I mean? You've been there 20 years, you like your job. Don't, don't, don't put yourself at that risk. Now you're back to that same conundrum it's where you guys, uh, a retail store. What if I told him, yeah, it's for fine. Vape. And then he loses his job. And he lost right. his job, yeah. man. You're like a retail store for vaping nicotine or uh, a cigarette alternative products. And you're giving, you're dispensing out, no pun intended, advice yeah. on one, medical stuff, two, legal stuff. Uh, in, in a, on a drug that nobody even knows about yet, or at least it, it's yet it, it's yet to be completely studied. We'll just put it that way. We had customers right. that had purchased from us, and they come in and like, man, that really kind of bad deal that you guys don't have it anymore. And with them, we a lot of them, we, we were totally honest. Like, and that was no, I guess that was another line we used, wasn't it? Due to advice from our legal counsel, we yep. no longer carry CBD products. Correct. You don't want to argue with that, right? Oh, no, you, I get it everywhere. But that, that was it, too. That I was said, the end argument. That was like. The end argument was <laughs> we are following our legal counsel, and this is what we were advised, and that's why we have legal counsel, is to be properly advised without making foolish decisions mm-hmm. before I make them. And I would give the same advice today, despite the passing of the Ohio, half the Ohio bill or the Ohio bill through half the half the General Assembly, as well as the new alleged uh, super farm bill that uh, did not uh, legalize this stuff the way everybody thinks it did. My advice remains the same. Don't sell the stuff. You're going to get raided. And if you don't, it's just because you didn't. It doesn't mean they couldn't. I had a, this guy come in and want us to get on the multi-level marketing. Oh, yeah. And he came in my store time after time after time, and he was always looking for me. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him once, and I kind of gave him the breakdown. He's like, no, it's fine, and here's this. And then so he started emailing me more information. It's a different company. Down to the point where he was like this, well, you're really not going to be selling it. He was like, all you got to do is get them to sign up. 
and then they get three people signed up. Because if you sign <laughs> up, you got it's like one hundred twenty five dollars a month, but you get one hundred twenty five dollars worth of product. And if you get another another person underneath you, then you'll get your product for free. And if they get a person underneath them, then you're going to get $60 a month plus your product. Right. I you, got, know, I got, you know how it goes. It's small level. I got a case of United States versus Jane Doe, <clears throat> John Doe, Jim Doe, Billy Doe, Lisa Doe, and a list of 30 other people, all of them charged with trafficking and drugs. And the person at top, guess what? They weren't really selling it. Well, that's where I was at. He was like, he's like, all they're going to do is like, well, we ship it to them. You don't have to carry it in your store. You don't have to have it at all. And I mean, at the very last time he came by. the hit. You didn't actually do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't pull the trigger. Nah. I just paid the guy to do it. So, you know, and at, at the end there, I was like this. I said, man, I understand, brother. I was like, you've got a family. You've got a phone bill. You've got to make it. So I understand that you're, you're working. Do not come back again. You know, the first few times I took his paperwork, I shook his hand, I accepted his email, email him back, thank you for more information, but at this time, I do not see a fit for your, for your product with me or my store. Yeah. But he wouldn't stop until I had to tell him, don't come back. Yeah, quit bugging me. Don't come back. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, so if you just take, now, now you've sort of, you're into my realm here of criminal defense. If you take a multi-level marketing scheme or multi-level marketing platform, I won't call it a scheme, let's just presume it's a uh, legitimate product that you're selling, uh, the Mona V or whatever it would have been, you know, the juice that people are buying. Um, well, turn that into uh, heroin, just for discussion's sake. Sure. It's a crime for everybody involved to sell it. Even if people in your downline are selling it and you're, you're just at the point now where you're just collecting it passively, uh, we call that in my realm a conspiracy. And then when it gets big enough and bad enough, they start to call it RICO, or engaging in a pattern of corrupt activity here in Ohio. Um, so yeah, if, you're, if you have a, a, an agreement to distribute, sell, market an unlawful product or contraband, so to speak, it's a crime for everybody involved, and that, that's why, smartly so, you got out of that mess. I just pulled up the old, our, our, our favorite here, Amazon. And they got tons head of oil for pain relief, stress, support anxiety, sleep. There is just, I mean, uh, we can just, I'm, I'm just scrolling through the screen. I am scrolling through the CBD product screens. You know where this may end up, John? This may end up like... Um, Let's say uh, take an over-the-counter medication. We can. I'm trying to think of one that would work. But a, a, a Tylenol. Sure. All right. You take a, you take Tylenol, and they lower the dose or they lower the the chemical in it enough, you can sell it in a store. Yeah. Um, but it, if it gets to a certain strength, you got to have a, a doctor's prescription for it. Which honestly, I mean, that makes the most sense to me because as we've mentioned earlier, you know, that's a that's a, med- a medical issue that you're yeah, really right. trying to give advice on. It should be to a degree or another regulated that way. Right. This stuff should be what it is, right? Get high with pot. Don't yep. call it medicine. Use CBD as, as medicine. medicine and treat it that way. Now, I'm not – maybe maybe there is something that pot would have I, that I CBD think, wouldn't. I, but. Yeah, there, there are things within, CBD, within the THC that could help medical ailments that CBD don't cover or sometimes the both of them combined. See, I wonder what happens when the really, really smart people get involved and they are able to extract those things without the uh, whatever impacts the uh, the psychological effect of the drug. You know, it's like, so can you get those things out of THC without getting high? 
Right here, CBD. Again, don't ask for it. You may right, get it. Right yeah. here, CBD. Right here. I mean, and they're not even hiding it. So here we are, you know, in New York City, they're saying you got to stop that, put it into people's coffee. Uh, in Ohio, so in Ohio, they are going to stores and confiscating their products and cease and desist. And what happened from the first time to the last time, they made them take a class on what, on how, see, yeah. that was part of their punishment was having to take a class. Yeah. Which, and I brought this up before in another show, but I'm going to say it again. The day we saw them get raided on the news, I Googled CBD in Grove City and a bunch of things popped up. I called the stores, asked them if they had it, and they sure did have it in stock. And I found a place that was within walking distance of what got raided. So with all, and that's why I think that vape stores will get persecuted on this, is because we are getting pushed on it. Now, not only that, some companies that I've been buying product from for five years, great relationship with them, like their, their vape product, like their, you know, with the nicotine and everything. Now they have taken some of their funds and invested into CBD. So they're saying, hey, you already carry our product A. You should carry product CBD. Sure. And I'm like, no, no, because they're like, no, listen, you know, the sales been great and, and people are loving it. And we've got all of our research and we've got all of this. And so now it's getting added on and it's getting crunched on us. And there are people out there that if you, I mean, I'm in a retail store and John's in the retail store and this is my livelihood and this is my, my, my team's livelihood. Absolutely. So we definitely want to increase our sales. There's nothing wrong with wanting to increase your business. And but there is something wrong with wanting to increase your business if in the end it's going to be your downfall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's what's here's what is abundantly clear to me. I have given advice to those in various industries over the years about whether what they're doing is violates criminal laws. Uh, I remember folks in the 90s or late 90s, early 2000s calling me about gambling because that was right when online gambling, really online uh -huh. poker, online blackjack, online slot machines. I mean, it was all. And not to mention the sports books. Yeah. And I did a bunch of research on it. And uh, it turns out, yes, it's a crime to do that in Ohio for all sorts of reasons. Uh, and people started getting in trouble for it. Um, but they did it anyway. Then came uh, a couple other different industries about, am I allowed to do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? And there's really two different categories, or maybe three. There's a, an absolute, you can't do it. It's against the law. There is an absolute, yes, you can do it. There's nothing prohibiting it. Uh, and not only that, it's been established as lawful. And then you've got the gray areas where, all right, there may not be a law against it yet, but you're in a realm where they're not going to like it and you're probably getting prosecuted. This doesn't even fall into the gray area. Right now, CBD is against the law. There's nothing that says you can do it and certainly nothing that regulates how you can do it if you could even do it. Yet people are doing it uh, with perceived impunity. Uh, and that works great until you're the one who's got the store that's the doors or the doors kicked down. And right. then, then all of a sudden, uh, I wonder if these uh, suppliers who are sending all the branding information, uh, they don't care. They're going to sell it to the next dude. You know, so I, ultimately, I think we will see emerging from all of this some cohesive scheme or plan. Uh, I say scheme. I don't mean that in a negative way. Some cohesive legislative or regulatory scheme that will permit and define how CBD is marketed and sold. I think we are just scratching the surface of that with even marijuana right now medically. I mean, it's, right. that is that is yet to find its, uh, its rhythm. And this stuff, my prediction, will be treated like medicine and not like um, 
uh, herbal stuff. You know, it's not this isn't yeah. herbal tea, right? This is going to be treated differently than that. Now, maybe not, maybe so. My guess is it will. There will be a certain threshold level of whatever chemical compounds or components to these uh, that matter. If you have less than that, then you you'll be able to sell it uh, retail like uh, they want you to do. If you have more than that, it'll have to be regulated. That's my guess. You know, right now I'm on Hemp Lucid there, and they got their tincture vape drip, and one ninety nine ninety five in stock, add to cart. So I can go ahead and add this to my cart, get it shipped to my house in Ohio for two hundred bucks. For two hundred dollars, uh, it's so you know that that's that's my confusion is that who are they going to come and get? Why are they why are they picking these people out? Uh, you know, and how is it that? And, and whenever you look here, why wouldn't you think that it's totally legit, Steve? I'm online right here, right now, and this is a great website. You know what I mean? Experience life again. Hemp, Hemp Lucid. Lucid. Yeah, Shop no. now. Roxy Pets. This is all of their, their, their Roxy Pets. I mean, it looks there. like they're selling herbal tea. I've seen one of the Kardashians is having like a baby shower, and they're doing a CBD baby shower. Yeah. And, and that was like on People or something. I was reading through the news there that, it, you know, they always have a theme party. This theme party is CBD, and I think that they've got a product that they back and maybe they own. And so you're giving the, the CBD rocks there. Uh, not only do we love our customers, we love their pets. With a soft spot for all four of our furry friends, Hemp Lucid has made a line for pets. Give Roxy Pets to your best friends so they can experience all the benefits you experience with Hemp Lucid. And actually, yeah, an interesting point about that that I was doing research on. Um, oddly enough, the FDA has actually been more interested in the effects that CBD has on pets than humans recently because they've seemed to get more benefits from it because I don't know exactly the science behind it, but animals, specifically dogs, seem to have overall more benefits from CBD than almost humans do right now. See, I question, I'm not questioning your information. I'm questioning the motivation behind the information. Right. We shall see. Um, you know, there was a time in my father's life where you could walk into a shoe store and they would take x-rays of your feet and you could just see if a shoe fit because you would put your feet underneath this little x-ray machine and you could see your bones inside your shoe and it was the way they would fit shoes and it wasn't long before uh, they realized that they were giving people cancer right because right. of the x-rays and now if you want an x-ray you gotta even at the dentist they put the big lead smock on you and I still wonder whether that's good for me uh, the CBD is getting more it's like this is like the x-rays in stores right they're just doing it uh, I, and I think eventually there's going to be a regulatory scheme that uh, changes it. I'm not saying I'm advocating for that. Please don't hate lawyer talk because you heard <laughs> it here. I just I, I just seen enough of this kind of stuff, or I pondered this enough, or I think it, they, it's one. It's going to be too hard to get rid of wholesale now because there's like what yeah. I'm seeing on Jared's iPad Huge right now is distributors. It's just this uh, mass marketing of this stuff, and two because I think it does have a benefit, and uh, it's it's going to be a needed product. But I think three, we don't even know what that benefit is yet, or at least not the full extent of it, Correct. or how to consume this product uh, in a way that's going to maximize it. And if just because some dude on a website or some company on a website is saying it's good for you and it's even good for your dog, uh, the more of that I hear, the less of that I believe, right? I mean, right. it's like it, it's, it seems like I can just see the guy in the old Western standing up there yep. with his fancy suit and top hat selling snake oil. And when you mentioned, you know, the how they actually consume it, that was another point my research indicated that the actual most effective use for any CBD product that they have seen is not CBD, but CBDA, which is the compound that is actually present in the plants before it's burned down or processed. Hmm. That's the most beneficial part, period, that they have seen. 
So CBD, yeah, it's potent and everything like that, but it's the CBDA which apparently has the most purported medical uses. Hmm. Well, I think we're going to revisit this as soon as it passes in Ohio uh, to, to really sort of outline what the regulatory scheme will look like and how it's going to work. Uh, and obviously, we have questions that we can answer. Please, if you have questions. Yeah, so Give them absolutely. That didn't come out very eloquently, did it? We have the <laughs> portal. We have the means to answer your questions. You can submit questions to ohiolegaldefense.com slash podcast. Uh, give us a call. Uh, track us down. We are lawyer talk. So we can, uh, if, if somebody has a specific question or, or even input, let's get you on the show. If you uh, are on the cutting edge of CBD, I'd love to hear it. If you've got some uh, scientific, medical, or other research, let's, uh, let's do some chatting. I'd like to thank John for coming down again today. Absolutely. No Appreciate problem. you coming in there. Uh, you're always a great help to me, <laughs> my customers, my store. Uh, come down and see John. Yeah. 536 South State Street, Westerville, Ohio. Vance Faber. I'm there. Ask him some questions. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's a trove of knowledge. <laughs> yes, and he brought it with him today even. I, yes. I, I, yeah, that was, that was great stuff. So uh, lawyer talk off the record, on the air, talking CBD, talking vape, talking with advanced vapor professionals, uh, at least until now.